right, good morning, everyone. My name is Charlotte Ackley, and I am a graduate of Marin Catholic High School as of yesterday morning. <laughs> um, yes. So I've been coming to Marin Covenant since I was little, and I have known a lot of you since I was a toddler. I remember getting my Bible when I graduated in fifth grade. Um, so I always knew Marin Covenant as a constant in my life. I knew that every Sunday I would wake up and come to church, and every Wednesday I would come to youth group, and I knew that the community here was a place that I could really count on. So with that being said, I'm going to read the verse for today, which, comes, which is Romans 12, 3 through 8. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your, if your gift is prophesizing, then, prophes then prophecy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So when I first read this passage, I immediately saw an aspect of individuality to it. We all have unique talents and perspectives on the world that can never be replicated. Instead of, these, instead of letting these differences divide us, God is asking us to mend together as one loving body of Christ. I even recognized within these verses the idea that we all go through our faith journey differently. We do not all have the same function, as said in verse 4. Because we have different life experiences, of course, we are going to grow, learn, and struggle with our faith differently. This is a valuable lesson to learn for many and for me. As I have thought about this in my own experience, faith was rather easy growing up here in Marin Covenant. I attended Marin Covenant, Marin Covenant and was surrounded by people who made it so easy to believe in God simply by their presence around me. My faith was never truly challenged until high school when I transferred to Marin Catholic. At this school, faith became academic, something that I had to process in front of my teachers and in front of my peers. I struggled in my theology classes and started asking questions about my faith that I hadn't before. I became very confused about what I believed in and what was true. I felt less committed than my friends here at youth group and less educated than my peers at school. At some points, I even questioned the existence of God and his love for me. I was in a deep pit of confusion and I didn't know how to get out. But the first time I felt heard in my confusion was here at youth group in one of our small group talks. I opened up about how I was feeling, and instead of being judged for struggling, I was asked to share more about my experience. Slowly I learned that just because I wasn't at the same point in my faith as other people were, didn't mean that I was less of a Christian or less loved by God. I even had some of my best conversations ever because of my struggles that I went through. Through these conversations, I was taught that love above all is the most important thing. We may not have all the answers about God or his plan, but that is the point. 
It is all about God's love. If we knew why God does what he does, then there would be no point in faith or love at all. Faith is not linear, and your progress in your faith journey does not determine how good or bad of a person or a Christian that you are. This passage in Romans highlights the fact that we are not, that not only are we given freedom within our faith journey, we are also compelled to do that journey in community. In verse five, it states that in Christ we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to the others. We are allowed and encouraged to have a unique relationship and path to God, but at the end of the day, God welcomes us into his family and we are all part of his one body together. Each person has a unique experience to bring to the table and part of my experience has been learning to be exposed to different viewpoints and discovering that I value being part of a community that welcomes people wherever they are in their faith journey. I believe that this verse is about belonging, about people following Jesus together in community with each other, regardless of where someone might be in their journey. So I challenge you, the amazing members of the Marin Covenant community, to have some conversations with yourself and to truly think about what you believe in. It is important to realize that it is okay to struggle and have a different path than others because you are not the people around you. Secondly, I ask you to lean into the community here because this place is where I truly found myself. My four years of high school were certainly not perfect and were filled with many trials, but Wednesday nights with my friends, long talks with Ben and Shelley, and worship made a huge difference in my life and my faith. I know that I will have many trials coming up, but if I internalize that I am allowed to have my own journey, I'm comforted to know that God is really okay with that process. Romans 12 made me think of a quote, when a bone breaks, it grows back stronger. If your faith is tested, you will not only grow back stronger, but the entire body or church will benefit from your experience and testimony because that it was what it looks like to belong to one another. I want to thank you all for fostering a family within this church and let's keep fostering it together. I'm now gonna invite Sophia up to come up and speak a little bit more on what it means to belong to one another in a church family. All right, hi everyone. If you don't already know me, my name is Sophia Rocha and I am obviously a senior. Um, I still go to Redwood for about another week, but next year I'm going to be moving across the country uh, to attend American University in Washington, D.C., uh, majoring in international studies. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if you didn't already know me before today, don't feel too bad. I've only been going to MCC for the past two years. Being newer to MCC, it was really difficult um, to get involved and to feel like I fit in. Uh, when I started going to house on Wednesdays after uh, going to the Alaska missions trip my sophomore year, I thought all the girls in my small group, the class of 2021, hated me. Thought they hated me, straight up. I judged them for being clicky and not approaching me, but I also made no effort to get them myself, to get to know them myself. Uh, somehow last summer, probably a God moment, we call it a God moment, um, <laughs> I was forced into a situation where I was hanging out with the very group of girls I thought despised me. Funny enough, we found out that we actually loved hanging out together and we became best friends pretty much instantly. 
Um, as our friendship developed over the next couple of months, I eventually asked them why they hated me when I first started coming to house, and they were genuinely shocked. They thought that I had hated them, and that's why they chose not to approach me. We missed out on two whole years of when we could have been besties just because we didn't get over ourselves and just couldn't have a conversation. When looking over the passage in preparation for, day, for today, verse three really resonated with me, particularly the section that reads, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. I can't speak for how the other girls in my small group felt, but I know that for myself, when I first joined house, I definitely put myself on the pedestal. I thought, I am the coolest person here, and if they don't like me, that's their problem. Um, but what I didn't know in that moment was that that I've grown to learn now is that in order to truly nurture relationships with others, I needed to get over my massive ego and learn how to listen to others. I'm learning that this is what it means to belong together as a community shaped by following Jesus. Although I'm still working on the whole ego thing, you can ask Ben Z or my mom, humility is not my strong suit. Jesus is teaching me to recognize those initial selfish thoughts and push them aside in order to expand my friendships, both at church and also with my school friends. Learning to listen has been by far one of the best lessons that has come out of my four years of high school. I've been able to spend a lot of time sitting with scripture as well this past year, often instead of doing my calculus homework, sorry, Mrs. Crabtree, um, but that along with guidance from Ben and Shelley has definitely helped me foster friendships that otherwise probably would have died out. When considering these relationships, it's crucial to remember that like the passage says, we all have different gifts and individual strengths and weaknesses, but all of us in this room or on Zoom share one thing, and that is our curiosity to know God. Whether this is your first Sunday here and you're not really sure about the whole God thing, or you've been a follower of Christ for decades, we are all connected through the church. Amongst all the hatred in this world over, dis over differences, we have the opportunity to embrace our differences and highlight them as followers of Christ. As the church, this idea of belonging to one another really allows us to choose a different option than that that we see on the news or elsewhere in the world. If I could pass along something that I've learned, it would be firstly, don't be scared of putting yourself out there. You may not be a lead pastor or anything special in your own mind, but I can speak from experience that every story is valid, even if you think it isn't. And you all have gifts to give to our church community. Not only have I learned from Ben and Shelley and the other leaders at our church, I can almost guarantee you that each and every one of you here has made some sort of impact in my life. Whether that was smiling at me at some church-related event or telling me I did a good job after Sunday morning worship, something so seemingly insignificant makes the biggest difference in making our church a more welcoming and loving place. My second piece of advice is, to be blunt, we need to get over ourselves. When Paul says that we should not think highly of ourselves more highly than we ought, we should take that seriously. A little harsh probably, but once we get past making ourselves the center of attention, we will find that there are so many more things in life that can fill us up. Although I think it's valuable to share your stories with others, it's also crucial to listen. Not only to listen, but listening with intent. I know I used to just listen by waiting for my turn to talk. I do love to talk, not one of my proudest moments. But I've since learned to truly care about what another person has to say, and I've also learned that constant self-reflection is key. Take example from me and my mistakes. I missed out on years of friendship with people I now love and can't imagine my life without, simply because we thought we were too different to get along. What are you missing out on? Maybe there's someone 
here in this church who's just waiting for you to introduce yourself or grab coffee with. I want, you to, I want to encourage you to take that risk and seek to embrace belonging as Jesus calls us to belong to one another. I'm now gonna welcome up Joseph to talk about one more layer of community. All right, well, good morning everyone. It's good to see so many of you in person and it's just as good to talk to so many of you over Zoom. Well, my name's Joseph McDaniel and not everyone here knows me, but I have been here for many years. So a few days ago, I read all of Romans chapter 12 and I took time to reflect and think about what this part of the Bible means to me. <clears throat> I contemplated my time with the church and I began to realize how much I've grown. And I looked back and I thought about how much room I have to grow. Well, verses five and eight of this chapter spoke to me the loudest. Verse five reads, so in Christ we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all the others. Verse five pointed out that we all help each other. We work together, improving the lives of everyone. And that's our goal. And then verse eight reads, if it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. This, this allowed me to think about my role in the church. I couldn't figure out how I'd fit into this community and and it took me a while to figure out how to do my part. As, as sophomore year came around, I decided to put more effort into serving others. So I started serving people. I was a part of the high school service trip to Alaska and got great fulfillment, fulfillment out of that opportunity. I was making memories that will last me a lifetime. And while I was learning the importance of service, I still wrestled with my own sense of fulfillment. See, when I got back from this trip, I tried my absolute hardest to make sure I looked happy wherever I went. I did this for two real reasons. First of all, I was struggling with my own mental health. Um, I didn't really love myself as much as I should have, and I thought I could trick myself into being a happier and more loving person. Second of all, I also tried, tried to smile to make more people happy. Um, I was able to take care of kids at my summer job, and my smile always kept always helped keep the environment positive. And all because I had a bright smile on my face, I was able to make more friends and talk to more people. And that's when I got close to this amazing guy named Ollie. I had class with this guy sophomore year, but I didn't know him very well. In junior year, he and I became great friends. We had multiple classes together, and at lunchtime, we walked to Safeway or a nearby taco truck and just got food and ate together. And I remember one day, we were walking and he saw a group of older women and he just helped them walk across the street and get their groceries. And I didn't even see them and it was just amazing that he just volunteered to do that. Well, Ollie was a great example of the guy that I wanted to be. He was happy and he showed me what it really means to serve people with a purpose. And the entire grade knew Ollie was amazing, but the most amazing thing, the most amazing thing about him to me was his love for his faith and his commitment to his faith. Well, uh, my friendship with Ollie helped me connect the dots around joy. It helped me learn that joy isn't just what you show on the outside, but joy is also about what's within. Loving yourself is so important. Ollie and I made memories in class every day, and then COVID struck, and we were in self-isolation, and I couldn't see him. Well, I sent him a few messages, and he replied, and we just talked a lot. 
Then in August, I didn't get any messages from him. About a week, about a week before school resumed for senior year, I sadly learned that Ali had passed away. I was devastated. Um, my mind went numb, uh, and I couldn't really think about helping other people. And as I wrestled with my own mental health, I slowly came back to youth group. And while I wrestled with the passing of my friend, I realized that I was doing things on my own, and that wasn't the best for me. It wasn't really working well. Not only did I think about what Ali would have wanted, but I thought about what God wanted. And they both would have wanted me to love myself just as much as I loved everyone else. As I came back to being part of the church, I realized that there's an important element in carrying yourself. Loving people's difficult, and loving others is so much harder when you can't love yourself. I can confidently say that through this tough journey, I love myself more than I used to, and I also learned what my role in the church really is. And I'm here because I'm called to show people love, everyone. But I've learned to do that, I have to learn how to love myself. And that journey's still going, and I'm still growing. I just need to see myself how God sees me. In Romans, Paul compared the body of the church to a human body. And each part of the body must take care of itself before it takes care of the other parts. For example, the brain has to rest before it thinks, just like you should stretch your legs before going for a run and carrying your body. Well, verse five of this chapter shows that we all belong together, like parts of the body, because we are the body of Christ. And verse eight shows, or verse eight reads, if it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, lead diligently. And if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Here's what God wants from all of us. God wants us to recognize that we're all part of the same community. And we all have something to offer one another, whether that be a smile in the hallway or whether that be just, how was your day? <clears throat> in some seasons, some of us are called to love others. Some of us are called to strengthen our faith. In other seasons, some of us are just called to love ourselves and work on that. And in other seasons, some of us are called to lead and do so. <clears throat> and we are now called to realize that our lives have a meaning and our lives have a purpose, even if we haven't figured out completely what that purpose is. So church, as you've heard Charlotte and Sophia and myself talk about the importance of wrestling with doubt or giving someone a chance at a new relationship, recognizing what season you're in or even what you have to offer the church Think about what, a step you could, what is a step you could take today to belong to one another. As we wrap up this message on belonging to one another, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you help motivate all of us to embrace this amazing community. I pray that after we leave here today, we can work to love others more with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Give us the ability to recognize that we can all benefit from each other, and Lord, I also pray that as we learn more about our community, we can also recognize that we all belong together in Christ. Amen.